G'day, I'm Ian Swain, the owner and founder of Swain Destinations, a company that customizes travel to Africa, Asia, Australia, New Zealand, South Pacific Islands and India. And welcome to G'day with Ian Swain. Today we're heading back to South Africa, one of my favorite cities in the world, Cape Town. Uh, probably because it reminds me a lot of Australia, uh, but it's just a loving place to be. And we're gonna to talk to one of the great hoteliers down there, Richard Lyon, the general manager, of the One and Only Cape Town. Now, the One and Only Cape Town is not just a hotel, it's a hotel resort, and we're gonna to get to that a little bit later in the interview. But let's just talk about Richard. He's originally a Brit, came from uh, different areas around the world and settled in Cape Town, and has been running the One and Only for the last five years. So welcome, Richard. Ian, always great to see you. I wish you were here in person, but uh, this makes a good, uh, a good alternative. So great to see you. I'd, I'd love to be there, and as I, said in an email after I left your hotel last time I stayed there that it was one of the most enjoyable stays I've ever had at a hotel. Um, and it was just really wonderful from, from everywhere. And then the hospitality that your team provides is just wonderful. So I suppose it's lead from the top down and have the right people in the right places. But tell us a little bit about your history. I mean, how you, what drove you to Cape Town and how you got to the one and only? Yeah, it's, um, as you say, originally a Brit, uh, been on the road for 40 years, um, and the life of an international hotelier uh, is very glamorous, sounds very glamorous, but the one thing you don't have is, is roots. You know, you end up working three years in one country, four years in another. Um, I've lived in 12 countries uh, altogether in my life. Um, a lot of that time was with Marriott International, um, worked with them for uh, well over 25 years. Um, and there was a stage where my wife and I just said, you know, we, we, need, to, we need to find some roots somewhere. And we did the, the I guess, the, it, I usually have been very logical in decisions I've made in my life. And this one was just from the heart. And we sat down with a, a, a yellow scratch pad and, and wrote down all of the potential countries that we could live in, uh, all of the advantages and disadvantages, and literally uh, Cape Town and South Africa ticked more boxes than anywhere else did. I mean, of the, I mean, you've traveled a huge amount in your life, but I mean, if you look at this, this, uh, this city of Cape Town, it's hard to find anywhere that's better from a, a food and restaurants point of view, the wine is legendary, the climate is brilliant, uh, the golf courses are amazing, the beaches are fantastic, the water's a bit cold, I think that was on the negative side of the uh, of the pros and cons list, but uh, there isn't a day goes by, even having lived here for 12 years or so, that when you're driving around Cape Town, the, the view just takes your breath away, the, whether it's the mountains or if it's a vineyard or, you know, the sea in the different, in the distance, uh, it's just an amazing place. And I, the, I think anybody who's ever visited here could completely understand and probably will be a little bit envious of the decision that my wife and I made because uh, we haven't regretted one single day of the 12 plus years we've been here. That's an incredible place. And you talk about putting roots down and, and the life of travel executives like we both are. And I didn't really have any roots before. I was living in America from Australia originally. But certainly since um, I used to travel 65% of the year, 
since I haven't traveled since February this year, I've certainly got roots settled down here now in, in the suburbs of Philadelphia. So I'm just keen to get going and, and getting back down to the destinations we love and that we've, uh, we've been to before. And also there's the many more destinations that were on my list to visit. And uh, no, Cape Town is uh, one of our most favorite destinations for uh, our clients. And that's one of the most, just the highest marks of reports of people wanting to go back there again and again. And part of that's due to the hotels, the lodges, and obviously the safari experiences that you have down in that region. Well, let's talk about the one and only Cape Town. It's located perfectly on the V&A waterfront, the Victoria and Alfred waterfront. Perhaps you can explain a little bit about the location of the hotel and what makes it so special and what our guests love about it, where it is. Yeah, it, indeed. Um, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a brilliant area to be in, in that it's, I think a lot of people, I think an area that you always have to address with South Africa is people who've never been here before, their first question often is, well, is it safe? Um, and I think that's the 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 V&A waterfront with the the location where we are, um, the fact that it's it's all on it's uh, that entire area is 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 uh, is private land and and operated uh, e extremely well. One of the largest shopping uh, centres in sub-Saharan Africa, uh, just six seven minutes walk down the road. Um, the aquarium is is right next door to the hotel, which is brilliant for for, for children in particular. Um, and the whole, in, you know, even in the five years I've been at the property, uh, the number of new restaurants that have opened up. I think there are now over eighty restaurants in the whole precinct. Um, so a huge amount of choice, and and most of the things that you want to do are all within walking distance. So if you're doing Robben Island for a, a half day, um, you can walk to and from the, uh, the, the terminal where the, where the boats go out, or you can walk over to the Zeitzmacher um, Museum, which uh, opened up just a couple of years ago. So very, very convenient, very, very safe, um, and, and really the area to stay in if you're, if, if you're coming to Cape Town. As I mentioned before on the intro that it's a hotel resort, I believe, I, I like to liken it as. And I say that because you've got an island area there where you've got suites and, and rooms on the island with the big pool and, and a little cafe type situation. And then you've got the rest of the hotel, which is on the mainland, so to speak, um, where you've got the high rise and the hotels and you've got that incredible one above uh, four bedroom villa, which we've got to talk about separately because that's in, in itself a story. But let's explain about how the island works and, and how that gives you that resort feel. Yeah, sure. It's it's um, it really is a, a resort within a city centre. So we you'll read in the statistics about the hotel if anybody's you know looking at it, 131 rooms and suites, but that's really only half the story because 91 of those are in the main building, which uh, has amazing views of the mountain. Uh, but the other 40 uh, rooms and suites are on the island that you reference. It's a private island uh, built uh, when the hotel was constructed. Uh, there's actually two islands. One has the spa, uh, and then you go over a small bridge and you reach the, uh, the, the, the infinity swimming pool, which is the largest uh, swimming pool in, in, uh, in, in Cape Town, uh, surrounded by these beautifully tranquil, uh, rooms uh, and suites and it uh, it, give, it does lots of things because I mean, most of your clients when they're coming will be 
either probably coming to us from Safari and finishing up in Cape Town, could be the other way around. Um, and it, it, particularly when people are coming to us from Safari, I think it's really nice to have somewhere where they can just chill and relax. Um, I mean, Safari for me is one of the most amazing experiences ever. But you have to accept the fact you do get up at 5.15, 5.30 in the morning and lots of early starts and, and all the rest of it. So it's nice when you, you get to Cape Town to be able to really just have a lot of space uh, to be able to relax. Those rooms at the, the pool are just stunning. I mean, they are 74 square meters. So what about 750 square feet for a, a standard room? Uh, you know, most hotels I've ever been associated with would def happily put the word suite on there once it's that sort of size. And those are the standard rooms at the, uh, on the island, um, closely followed by the rooms in the main building, which are uh, 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 64 square meters or around 650 square feet. So space is one of our, our key selling points. Um, lots and lots of it and that you know the views as you know when you walk into the hotel um and you've got that massive window in front of you with, with table mountain right in the middle of it is is something quite spectacular it is you walk in and you've got that bar area down there and you're having you see people having cocktails you've got a little music going on a little jazz trio happening or something like that it depends on the day and you also do a great afternoon tea there as well yep. i've enjoyed yeah, that many many times it's a, it's a very South African thing that the uh, the good high tea um, and uh, but it's it's a, it's a brilliant experience. So let's talk about the the dining experiences in the hotel itself because I know you've got two well-renowned restaurants. You've got uh, Nobu and you've also got the new one, Oka. So explain yep. the differences and how they work. Well, uh, yeah, Oka, which is is uh, new, was new uh, late tail end of last year. Um, we wanted to focus particularly on a traditional South African cuisine uh, with, a, with a kind of a modern twist to it. So uh, our chef, Chris Murray, uh, has, who's a, a brilliant chef, um, he just featured recently on the virtual uh, We Are Africa uh, show that took place. And, and did a, a virtual dinner party for everybody. Did a fantastic job cooking the booty, which would be one of the one of the recipes that, or, or items that we have on the menu in okra. Uh, so very much a uh, for somebody who's not got too long to spend in 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 Cape Town, chance to taste some of the traditional uh, cuisine, um, and that's open uh, at breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Uh, and then uh, on the other side of the lobby, we have Nobu, uh, been there right since the opening of the hotel, a phenomenally successful uh, restaurant, great atmosphere. I think anybody who knows Nobu, uh, just the, the very name Nobu gives you, you know, good feelings and, and, and uh, thoughts of happiness and great food and good friends. Uh, and that's really what Nobu is, is, uh, is all about. Um, we, Chef Nobu himself has been over twice in the last couple of years um, and it, we have a wonderful relationship with him and, and, and all of his team. Uh, Nobu is obviously popular within, uh, within the, the, our hotel guests, but we also get an awful lot of guests coming to us from uh, other hotels in Cape Town. So they may not be staying with us, but they'll have Nobu on their, their itinerary of restaurants that they want to visit. 
I always remember when I walk into Nobu and you walk down the stairs there and then you walk past everybody together and they're applauding you and, and yelling yeah. out things, just very, very nicely yelling out things at you to, to welcome you into the restaurant. And it's a great experience. Yeah. So, so Oka is where you have your breakfast. And, and one of the neat things I, I love, and hopefully it hasn't changed since Oka's taken over, that you have oysters on your breakfast buffet. Yeah, we do. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, the, in the current times, the buffet is going to go yeah. away. Uh, but we, I can guarantee you the oysters won't. <laughs> so they'll be, they'll be here and waiting for you. So, Richard, let's just talk about the main building and the differences between the rooms and the suites. And then at the end, we'll get to the famous one above four bedroom villa. Absolutely. Um, yeah, we've got a, a really good uh, combination of, of king bedded rooms and, and rooms with uh, two beds, so two queen beds. We've got a good, good combination of, of suites that interconnect and rooms that interconnect. Um, and uh, as I say, that works really well. Um, great suites in that space as well. And then up on the fifth floor, um, we've got a presidential suite and the Table Mountain suite, which are both spectacular. Uh, the, the presidential suite is two bedrooms, Table Mountain suite is one bedroom, massive living space. Um, presidential's got a gym and a sauna in it. and. Uh, it's got its own, it, it, it's just amazing, an amazing space, only to be topped by, as you referenced, the one above, which is the penthouse right up on the top of the building, uh, which is a four bedroom um, a duplex, two floors, um, with its own swimming pool, own outdoor deck area. Uh, we supply the, the, the chef or the, or the, or the service staff. Um, and uh, just an amazing space. Uh, it, if uh, if any of your guests are, are, are coming over here, um, even if they even if they don't uh, want to stay in there, I'd be very happy to make sure they can go and see it and look at the views from the top. It's absolutely stunning. That's an amazing. I've been there many times at different events and different functions that you've held down there, and it's just an amazing place. You almost get lost walking around. It's so big. And yeah, the different, exactly. the different outdoor spaces. Almost every room has an outdoor space of their own, and it's very private. So if you have, you know, a large family traveling together, it's ideal. Or if you have even four couples traveling together, it's ideal as well. Yeah, yeah, you could. It would work brilliantly for any combination like that. And you've got your own private elevator uh, entrance down by yeah. the other elevators as well. So let's talk about Cape Town itself. And you, you started mentioning some of the activities that you can walk to around Cape Town, but. You've been there for a number of years now and you must have some favorite places you go to. Perhaps you can give us some local guides. I mean, we know there's the Stellenbosch and the Franschhoek Winelands area, et cetera. But say, um, what are some of the, the local area or the places the locals go that you would go to? Yeah, absolutely. The, um, you know, when, when we first came to live here, if we, if we wanted to do uh, the, the, any sort of wine tasting or the vineyards, we would automatically go out to Stellenbosch or Franschhoek, as you mentioned. But then over the last decade, uh, there's been at least 10 uh, vineyards that have opened up to the public in Constantia, which is just in the southern suburbs. Uh, it's about 20 minutes away from the hotel. Uh, depending on the traffic um, and it's just stunning area beautiful views uh, a lot of the in-city uh, restaurants and, and, and main chefs in the city have opened up secondary restaurants out in the vineyards there so there's a chef's warehouse at Bo Constantia 
which has got the most amazing views you'll you'll ever see. Um, and the the La Colombe, the restaurant that was in Constantia Eitzig for many years, um, is now at the top of Constantia Neck. And they've got a sister restaurant down in, in High Constantia um, called Foxcroft, which is one of my favorites. I would strongly recommend that for anybody. And, and, and that whole Constantia area is a great spot to uh, stop off at, say, on your way back from doing Cape Point. If you, if you get down to Cape Point early, get away from there before lunchtime and then stop off in, in, uh, in Constantia on the way back, have a nice long lunch. Um, taste some of the local uh, grape juice, which is highly recommended. Um, and just, it's a stunning, stunning trip, a stunning day out. Um, just for a little further up the coast, um, you know, I would strongly recommend people stop off in somewhere like Cork Bay, um, because it's really fascinating place. And it won an award recently as one of the most, I think, interesting uh, sort of, uh, small towns in the world all the art galleries there and the local local uh, um, artisans or whatever it's a beautiful little place and it's a, um, a, a it's a it's a busy little fishing port as well so it's a working working port um, which is uh, absolutely stunning um, and then yeah drives around um, you've got if you come to Cape Town you've, you've got to drive or cycle if you're a little bit braver. Uh, Chapman's Peak, um, one of the the world's great uh, uh, drives. I mean, it really is. It's absolutely stunning. Uh, views are amazing. Uh, and if you over that way, then you can stop off at like Cape Point Vineyards. Um, you'll see we we usually have vineyards and wine mentioned in most of the trips that we do. Um, but I, I'm not I'm not going to apologise for that. You shouldn't. The wines are wonderful down there. Yeah. A little bit more adventuresome. So tell me, have you, in the years you've been there, how many times have you hiked up Table Mountain? That's a very how good have, question. Have you? <laughs> I have. Funnily enough, we, we did it about uh, 10 days ago. And I hadn't done it in a while, uh, but we went up from uh, Constantia Neck and went up th that route. Um, and you cut, you come up at the top at the back end of Table Mountain by the overseers' cottages there. Okay. Um, and at that stage, if you want to get over to the cable car, it's about a three-hour walk on a relatively flat path. But we did do the we did do the steep bit. So my right. my calves told me we did the next morning. Well, you've done more than I have. I've done the easy one, but uh, and I've also taken the funicular up there as well quite often. Yeah. So tell me um, a little bit more adventuresome. Have you got down um, south and done the shark cage diving? Yeah, we, um, funnily enough, we, having been in lockdown here for many, many months, um, about six or eight weeks ago when we were free to, to travel around the province again, uh, we went down and did a couple of nights down in Hanspai, uh, where the shark, shark cage diving is. Um, they are starting to resume operations pretty soon. But that's a lovely trip as well, because you're only, um, I think in total driving time, it was just over an hour and a half uh, to get down there. And you've got some lovely, you can stop off down on the way down there, um, stop off in Stanford, which is a beautiful little town. Um, lots of nice little restaurants and coffee shops. 
Hermanus is, is uh, tremendous as well, which is up close by. Um, and then, yeah, the shark cage diving. Even for those people who maybe don't feel quite so adventurous as to want to do the shark cage diving, I would say go down there and do the trip and they do a brilliant job of, of, of taking you to see um, the, the big five in the ocean. So in other words, you, with a bit of luck, you'll see sharks and whales and seals, and I'll forget some of them now as well, but uh, there's, there's, there's five. five uh, yeah, the big five mar marine. Exactly. Uh, and they really do it well. And the, and the guys who we work with and send lots of clients to uh, are really, really uh, careful in terms of the the, the ecology and, and, you know, just making sure everything's done properly. Really, really good, good friends of ours and good operators. No, they're great. And they're really enjoyable to get down there and, and see it. And even, as you said, even if you don't go to the diving itself, just to be down there is just very special. Another great um, activity we do, and I'm sure you know Christo Brand, who is um, Nelson Mandela's jail warden for over two decades. And in fact, we, my wife and I, Linda, we interviewed Christo in your hotel. And, oh, we took, right. and we took a boat out from the marina and interviewed him out with Robin Island behind us in the background. Um, and it's just, uh, he's an amazing person. And it's just whether you have a morning tea or a lunch or, or a dinner or an afternoon tea with Christo, it's great. Um, have you caught up with him recently? I haven't. No, I have not. Um, I mean, one of the, one of the downsides of the, the, of the whole lockdown is it's just not been, not been easy to see people. I think that's probably one of the things I've missed the most. And you know how fortunate I am in the in the one and only. You've forever got people, uh, yeah. celebrities, and, and you know, uh, local business people coming through the uh, through the, uh, the the hotel. Um, and I probably missed that more than anything over the yeah. last six months. I know you, you're always out there, and you're always meeting people in the guests. When I sit on the in that area, looking at Table Mountain from the bar, I always see you out there meeting all the guests. You try to—I know you try to meet as many guests as possible when they check in, or catch up with them as they go along. And that's what makes you, you, and your hotel very special to me, and why I love putting our clients there because they have such an enjoyable time. Um, and that leads me to my last question: with the pandemic and the lockdown that's been going on in the last several months. Um, how have you handled the team you have there? Because it's such a great team and there's some people still one and only opened. Um, how have they been handled and how are they, are they still around? Yeah, we've, we've, um, we've, we've always tried to communicate well, you know, when normal times when we're operating. When I say communicate well, I mean, on a very regular basis, letting all of the team know what's going on, whether it's good news, when, you know, we've had brilliant results, uh, many years, whether it's been tough times like during the drought uh, two or three years ago, and and now this, so um, it's it's just been different. I mean, I do a, a, a weekly update to everybody on, on in this same format, and then we post it on on Facebook uh, and on and uh, on our WhatsApp group because uh, you know a lot of people have uh, we've had a small handful of people basically looking after the, the building. And the majority of people have been uh, just at home throughout the time. Um, sadly, we have had to uh, retrench some of the team. Uh, there were just, um, you know, the downturn was too deep uh, and, and, and too severe not to do that. Um, but what we said all along was, uh, whatever we do, we, we treat people with respect and dignity. 
uh, and and treat them as fairly as is absolutely possible. And I think if you do that, um, people can understand the the difficult decisions that you had to make. And I I believe they have. And we've said, listen, the second the business starts to pick up again uh, and things start moving, and you know we're delighted to be opening again on the fifteenth of October. Um, as soon as things start picking up again, they'll be the first people who we call uh, and bring back into the family again. I look forward to the, the opening and look forward to the borders being opened up. And I really appreciate the time you spent here, Richard, with me this, uh, today to talk about your life there, your, your, your loves and why you love Cape Town and the actual hotel itself. And I just can't wait to get back there again. So thank you very much. Thanks, Ian. It's always special talking to you. And, you know, we just love the relationship that we have, not just with you, but with all of your team, uh, all of the team on the ground here. It's always just a pleasure to have them and, and your guests with us. And, and we'll see you all very soon. Thanks, mate. All the best.